It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. Welcome to Friday night. It is Carcone Carney. I'm James Van Osdell. And I really want to thank C&H Financial Services for their sponsorship, support, their love uh, of this show. The show is completely free. It's a podcast uh, and it's produced nightly. It's because of sponsorship support. So thank you, C&H Financial Services. If you run a small business, uh, maybe a restaurant, C&H Financial Services is here to help, especially during these insane times. They offer a variety of products ranging from traditional merchant accounts to a zero-cost payment processing solution, which eliminates the expense associated with accepting Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and American, and American Express as a form of customer payment. C&H Financial Services eTab solutions, easy to set up for your business for online ordering and curbside pickup. C&H also offers cost-effective commercial lending programs to help get your business the money it needs to make it through these unprecedented times. To learn more, contact C&H Financial Services at 855-600-2437 or go to chfs.us. So people who know me or know a little bit about me know that I am an alum of Columbia College in Chicago. I taught there uh, off and on over the course of a few years. I was really excited about this project when I learned about it. The project specifically is Playback, Play Forward. It is a newly released compilation uh, featuring students and alumni of Columbia College. Long story short, public domain classics, songs you know, songs that are free to, uh, or copyright free to play with, all updated for the 21st century. This project has all of the proceeds going to Music Cares, which is the Recording Industries Charity Foundation. And I have with me tonight a, a bit of a roundtable, Columbia College roundtable. Uh, Caroline Mandarino is the marketing director responsible for this. James Smead is the executive producer. Tom Joyce is the creative director. And one of the fine artists on this compilation is Emma Young, who also joins us tonight. Now, before we begin, I mentioned that I went to Columbia College. I did some time on the Columbia radio station, WCRX. Tom Joyce, you've been at Columbia College since the, the building was first, the buildings were first erected in Chicago, I swear. Please tell me that there is no audio proof that I did a show on WCRX. There is no audio proof as of now. Yes. But I might be able to go through some archives from Cheryl Morton Langston and see if we can find some. I, I, I dearly hope not. I, I, that's one of those things I want all evidence burned, lost, irretrievable. I was young. <laughs> I, I, was, I hadn't quite found my disc jockey voice, and I don't know if I was the right guy to play cashmere. <laughs> I, don't know if it was, I don't know if it was a fit. I think it was. It, yeah. Early on, it, James and I went to school together, and early on, it was evident that James, you know, he has an encyclopedic uh, knowledge of music, and um, everything that he's done in the industry has just been phenomenal. And, um, you know, we are honored to have you as an alum of Columbia College. Thank you. I, I love my time at Columbia. I, I talk about it romantically. I, I, it's a pleasure to do this. Like I said, when I saw this project, I'm like, oh, it's a charity thing, and it's Columbia yeah, but let's talk about it. So let's talk about it. Uh, who, whose idea was this? Sure. So I wound up creating the project. Uh, we had what was called Audio Week, which was going to be at the end of April. And then this nasty thing called COVID happened. Um, but one of the, uh, one of the uh, key ingredients of Audio Week was the fact that 
we were going to be doing a So Far Sounds showcase of Columbia students. And I wound up getting submissions from about 17 students. So we were in, um, you know, the COVID phase. And I thought to myself, instead of having these artists just sitting on the sideline, I decided to come up with this idea to connect the artists to Columbia audio students and alums to record an album, songs from the public domain. And the idea came together pretty quickly because of the two students, James Smead and Caroline Mandarino. Um, I had worked with both of them. James is the president of the Audio Engineering Society, which is a student organization. And um, after talking to him about it, he jumped down right away. And then the chair of the audio department, Ben Sutherland also said, let's go for this. And then what always tends to happen is things happen pretty quickly. The artists decided, yes, we're going to, uh, we're interested in this. Then we got the engineers and the producers together. And then not only was it, you know, did it come together, but the fact of the matter was um, it came together really fast. So I'd love for James to sort of talk about um, James Smead, that is, to talk about the process of how we connected the student artists with the producers. Yeah, so I'm James. I was the executive, or I am the executive producer on Play Back, Play Forward. And yeah, we started talking in April about just how we could, you know, engage everybody, even though we're not able to do the concert showcases. And when Tom mentioned this uh, charity album project to me, I instantly was all in, you know, already drafting ideas in my mind of what we could do. And one of the first things we talked about was, you know, reaching out to engineers and producers within the audio department to see if we can get them involved in the project as well and partnered up with an artist so that they can collaborate on the song. And uh, for me, you know, one of the biggest motivators of this is collaboration and just being a student at Columbia, that's one of the things I love is the cross collaboration. So I was very excited from the beginning um, the process started with us creating a playlist of songs, you know, from the public domain, sending that out to the artists, getting an idea of what they wanted to cover and kind of what their vision was for the song. And then uh, myself and Tom Joyce and Ben Sutherland, department chair of audio arts and acoustics, who's been instrumental into this uh, project as well. Uh, we just kind of reached out to people that we knew, student alums, um, you know, students that I've worked with in classes to see who would be interested in joining the project. And from there, we were able to decide, okay, here's uh, the vision for each of the songs. Here's the artist genres they're going for. And we par partnered up the artists with these engineers to give the best possible room for success on those songs to make sure that everything would go smoothly. And, you know, everything was done virtually. So I oversaw all the, the recording and the transfer of files of the mixes and then the mixing and producing and just working with everybody on that and it was so cool to see what we could do even though we were virtual i agree and I, I talk about this a lot but finding that creative spark while the entire world is locked down i, I think is a really special thing i think we all the anyone who has a creative passion career whatever i, I think there was a period of mourning when this all started like oh my god what is going to happen what's next life sucks all valid completely valid but I think it's important once you find that spark to ride it and find new ways to do old things and you did it and you kind of lit that spark. Let's talk a little bit about the music since Emma's here. I don't want her to get bored. 
<laughs> She's a student. I worry about her getting bored. Um, these students on the Zoom meetings, they, 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 you know, they check out. They're not interested. Uh, Ain't We Got Fun is what Emma did. I mean, everyone knows this song. I mean, these are public domain songs. What I love about this, it's a very joyful. I mean, it's a joyful song in general. It's a very joyful interpretation of the yeah. song. It almost, almost sounds like a 21st century cabaret version. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell me about what your goal was with, with covering this one, Emma. Well, um, Tom sent us a, a huge list of possible songs that we could do. So I went on a long walk and I just listened to all of them and I reached Ain't We Got Fun and I just started laughing because I thought it was so ironic, so tongue in cheek, <laughs> so perfect for what we're going through, like kind of feeling really disconnected, like you just lost everything. But we have this life, we have optimism, we have positivity. And I was like, I, I want to roll with this. I want to push this message as far as I can go. And I want to make a dance track. <laughs> and I just wanted to get people moving. So um, electro swing is typically what you see a lot of like EDM artists doing with like these 1920s songs. And I was like, okay, I need like trumpet. I need like a piano that sounds like it's underwater. I need my voice to like go through a radio transmitter. <laughs> um, so I was talking to the producer I was paired with, uh, Wesley Reno, and he was like, oh, well, like I play trumpet. Like if you wrote me a trumpet line, I was like, ah, perfect. And like the sparks started going off um, and we just had so much fun working on it. I think it sounds great. And again, I mentioned this at the beginning, this is a charity compilation. Mm -hmm. I think the ability to create something and turn around and give it back to the community is wonderful. So you're donating this to Music Cares. Who can speak to the selection of Music Cares as the charity? I can. So back in April, when we all first met, we kind of looked around wanted, like wanting to see you which one would align most with the, um, our values. So we found Music Cares. And if you don't know, it's the Recording Academy's Charity Foundation. Um, if you know the Grammys, the Recording Academy puts on the Grammys. Um, but they don't just focus on the music itself. They also focus on the individuals. You know, they, while they do provide financial help to um, their clients, they also provide health programs and addiction recovery. Um, they have, I think it was a few weeks ago, they started a survey that they put out for their clients. Um, did I say, it was on World Mental Health Day. Um, the check-in, check see what's going on, what needs more attention, what needs less attention. Um, and we actually met with them over the summer um, and they just showed great enthusiasm about the project. And it says a lot about an organization that large. They were willing to meet with the three of us um, and they're always keeping up with the industry and finding new ways to give back, which I think we are trying to do too. So it, overall, it just really lined up with the project. I love it. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other songs that are on here. Uh, tell me about Katie. How do you say her last name? Katie Malat. That's it. Malott. Katie Malat. Yeah. So she does Shine on Harvest Moon. Uh, this is this is an utterly charming version with the ukulele on it. It's just an adorable version of this song. Did you work on this one, James? Uh, I had a little bit of help on there. Reed Anderson was the engineer producer and Katie Melodic, who goes by Rin, was the artist. And yeah, that was a fun one to see come together. And, you know, in the beginning stages, it was the ukulele and her voice and they slowly started adding more elements and it just 
the song is fun and it has like an uplifting quality to it. And that's something that we wanted to, you know, shine through for all of the songs. But this one especially is, is very fun and uh, very cheeky in the in the sound. <laughs> hey, you know, everything about this project just hit the right notes for me. Young musicians digging back into history to pull out these songs, but doing it for a good cause in a time when we all need uh, some positive vibes. Everyone's yeah, got their I, own issues right now. I said this earlier to James and Tom when we spoke earlier. Um, it's also, it's not just for, you know, young individuals or college, whatever. It's music for everyone. And I told this story too. I played it for my grandma and she immediately knew all the songs sure. and just lit up when she, like, especially it was By the Light of the Silvery Moon because that's in, that was in a ton of movies when she was younger. Uh, so the other songs, uh, Michael Barrage. Yeah, Michael Barrage, Mike Burr. Um, sings Shine, which is the second track on the album that was engineered and produced by Jordan Pearson. That was a hip hop uh, rap take on Shine. Love it. And then Margot Leota uh, by the light of the silvery light of the silvery moon. Uh, very simple. It's a romantic sounding take. It's she has this haunting voice. I, I thought that turned out great too. Do you kind of get like Billie Eilish vibes? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And that there's a funny story because that was, you know, like the first song that we had fully complete, you know, when we were putting this project together and getting recordings from artists and, you know, producers and engineers were doing their thing. That was the first one that came through and we all listened to it and we all were kind of like, whoa, like this is amazing. We we're blown away. And so you know, from there, that really set the tone as far as just what we're doing here and what this is for. You know, it's it's for hope, inspiring others, creating during pandemic, but it's also just creating. Like, we're artists, we're creatives, we want to have fun. And, you know, even though we're stuck at home, like, we can still do a lot of cool things. But, yeah, that song was the first one that came through, and it was just like, wow, okay, here we are. <laughs> and then there's Paige, Paige Kaiser doing Beautiful Dreamer. Yes. Uh, there's a certain understated power to this one. The piano, her voice, I, I thought that turned out great. It's just the whole, the whole comp turned out great. How do people listen to this? How do people contribute to this? Well, they can stream it on all the major streaming platforms. So Spotify, Amazon Music. If you want to directly support us, you can purchase it on iTunes. Um, but other than that, when I say YouTube, Deezer, Tidal, all the major ones you can think of. Well, how, how do they contribute just by streaming to the Recording Academy's charity? So, yeah, all streams will generate, all the revenue generated from streams will be donated. And the um, iTunes, when you purchase the songs off of iTunes, uh, that goes to the donation for Music Cares. And you can also donate at our website, uh, www.playbackplayforward.com. And you can donate directly to Music Cares in that way as well. I love it. Now, since you, you put this out a week ago, uh, did you have a lot of musicians who go to Columbia contacting you saying, um, I want to be part of one of these? Yeah, actually, I had a friend the other day. He said he, he saw it on social media, didn't really know what it was at first. And then I and when it actually came out, I sent him the links. I just went down my contact list and was just sending everyone the song links. Um, and he really wanted to be on it. And that's actually good because we're not just going to do volume one. Like we have okay. volume two in the works and hopefully we can go on from there. And that's the thing about that school. It's 
uncomfortable as a student knowing how many other talented people are in the room with you at any given time. Uh, there's just, it, it's just this ongoing tap of talent walking or pouring through the halls. So I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a ton of, ton of talent waiting to, to go for volume two and further. It yeah. is. There's just all this energy and everyone's just feeding off of each other's energy and creating amazing things. Yeah. yeah. Going to add real quickly um, in regards to uh, this project being released on an independent label to Gold Note Records. Um, Alan Goldshire, we had reached out to him about putting this out and he owns the small label Gold Note Records. And, and Alan's background is he's played bass for like Diggable Planets and he's been involved with Janet Jackson and um, a bunch of other artists. And within you know, a few sentences. He was like, I'm on board. It's for charity. I love it. So um, not only with volume one, but we also have volume two planned. But I think one of the key components of all this too is the fact that we didn't need an academic course to put this out. I mean, there is no academic uh, lineage, so to speak, around this project. This is basically a grassroots project that's supported by Um, the audio department and the career center at Columbia College. So I think that's what makes it unique too, because in most cases, the students had not met each other before. And this is the first time they've actually met each other and worked on a project together like this. That's so cool. Well, I love the way it turned out. And I'm glad you all were able to join me tonight. Everyone's uh, healthy and good. Emma, are you okay? You haven't said much. Are you doing all right? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, I just want to piggyback back off of what Tom said. Um, And I had never met any of the other radio students, any of the audio majors before this project, which is crazy because I just graduated. Um, So it's like, if this project is like a precedent going forward of how connected all the different departments can be, like, I hope that's the case, you know, like, I wish that I had gotten to know these people long before this project started. I love it. Well, I, Tom, Caroline, James, Emma, thank you for doing this tonight. Thank you for having yeah, us. Thank you for having thank us. You.